Welcome to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Schager. Today on 30 Minutes, we continue with part two of a presentation by Logan Phillips from the Pima County Public Library Nuestra Estrada stage from the 2017 Tucson Festival of Books entitled Sonoran Strange and Poetics de esta Tierra. Logan Phillips is a bilingual poet, performer, artist, and DJ. He is the author of Sonoran Strange, a full-length book of poems and several chapbooks. He is co-director of the performance group Verbo Bala. He's also a teacher and co-director of Spoken Features Incorporated, whose programs include the Tucson Youth Poetry Slam. Here is Logan Phillips. Muy buenas tardes. I'd like to begin by acknowledging uh, that we are on Tohono Atom land. I'd like to begin by acknowledging um, those who have gone before, those who cannot be here today, and those who are still to come. Uh, my name is Logan. Uh, I'm going to read some poems for you, if that's all right. Uh, this first poem, we all right? Everybody good? Not too, not too sun fried? All right, good. All right. We're still alive, still with it. 4 p.m. time slot at the Festival of Books, you never know. This is another brand new one. I've, um, I don't even think this one's finished yet. I wrote it this week. I'm gonna do, um, I'm gonna do a pair of poems for my daughters. How it is to hold rain. My daughter's body lays on me like a night, clear and wet after heavy afternoon of monsoons, and this is how it is. She passes out on me after walking tantrums, scream crying. The world is difficult, taken all at once, which is how she takes it, all the world, all at once. Esme's body, deeply still, a perfect weight upon the landscape of me, lightning on the horizons of her, toe twitch and faint finger grip, distant thunderhead, silent flash of Chubasco somewhere over the horizon. Land calm now, the clays of the desert open to drink deeply, sudden mud mush marshes under mesquite, cricket chorus, Frogs awaken in Arroyo. Her breathing long and humid all over my body, her head in the watershed of my neck at shoulder, and this is how it is. She disappears into the universe of herself, sinking back into where from she came to this place, this life, and I want to ask where that is, where she goes after the storm passes, where the water of her spirit flows, where the rain is before it drops. But I've lived in this desert nearly all my life, learned long ago not to question the rain, not to begrudge its violence, not to explain away mystery. I've been a father for a short time, just long enough to learn. I must open myself wide enough to drink deeply the silence rain leaves behind.
When I proposed the idea for this session, I was talking about reading uh, a bunch of different poems from different people besides myself, because that seems more interesting to me. And I'm still going to do one of those in a minute. But um, then I had cause to start writing poetry like crazy uh, in the last two months. And um, I've also been working in an alternative school on the east side of Tucson, teaching spoken word for English credit, which is amazing, with my co-teacher, Teray Fowler-Chapman, who is amazing. And uh, while, the poet, while the students write, I write. And so I'm just going to read um, a series of poems. So I'm just going to go one into the next. <clears throat> Things you should know about me is... Uh, I'm a poet, and I'm also a sponsor of the Garden Club at the high school. Go figure. First day of school, first ray of sun, first ray of stun gun, alarm clock, first summer stunner shades, parking lot, first in lot in life, seating assignment, first faces, seated across from mine, first year, make it mine, first rhyme, spark rhyme on the page, first sheet of paper, first tree falling in the forest, and everybody hears it, first this, then that, then everything, but first this, first day, this, First, student welling up with tears, a tsunami at sea. Only the smallest bit visible across the bottom of her bottom lid, ready to break down and overwhelm anything that touches whatever it is, whatever it carries. Student, so full of tears, I watch my words even more closely as they leave my lips, fighting to be aware that my words are not always what I think they are. And I don't know who I am to this student. Don't know who they see when they see me. Don't know what they see when they see my shaved head, when they see my tie. Don't know what they hear when they hear me, if they hear me. Student carrying tears full like a wide bowl, full to the brim and swaying back and forth like tides as she tries to walk across my classroom without spilling. Student could shatter at any moment. This does not make her a chandelier. This makes her a diamond tip, having already made it this far, having been cut this deep. Student, on the edge of tears, toes dipped into something bigger, maybe too big, maybe too deep, smallest waves, the edge of una mar immenso, immensidades algo intocable, and I am just the teacher. I feel even smaller, unable to reach so much, I'm the teacher inflating the life raft one small breath at a time. And who knows if I'll finish in time? Who knows if I am the shape that can make her float? <clears throat> All right, this is another brand new one. This really happened about a month ago. <clears throat> this is called Rage or a poem on the sharing of air. Sobbing so hard I can only hear his throat and not the words he's trying to say to me over the phone while I stand in principal's office. There's a gun in the house, somebody says. He already left school, tornado in a coal mine, Rage bigger than his already big body. A teacher tried to talk him down from the front step of the Suntran, the look in the bus driver's eyes. The last time I tried to leave, he put a gun to his head, she says. She is scattered and scared. She is 
powerful and doubtful. She has nowhere to go in this entire world, if not back to his house. Call the state, the city says. Please hold, the state says. I lived for two years in a shelter. No way I'm going back there, she says. He hangs up on me again. I can go over to his house right now, I tell the principal. Principal looks over her glasses into my eyes. I don't want you over there, she says. Should I call 911? There are questions not mine to answer. He calls me back. I just need to talk to her, please. Okay, 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 I tell him. His breath in one ear as principal is with dispatcher on other blackmail, dreadlocks, five, nine, 18, years old, left school, agitated, state 30 minutes ago. We believe there may be a handgun in his house cry from his chest what the word anguish tries to say he hangs up again before i find the words to tell him cops are on their way i've read this narrative before right i've watched the aftermath and read the think pieces and i wonder if i'm the one now turning my student's name into a hashtag if i'm the one with the tongue tomorrow somersaulting the police were supposed to help I'm going over there, assistant principal says. The cops are on the way, I'm suddenly able to tell him. Our eyes connect only briefly. She is in the quiet room, her phone, my back pocket. He dialed 50 times. He's not dialing now. I walk through the school's computer lab, trying to breathe, feeling the glances of other students tapping at keyboards. Nothing. Silence. If silence is nothing, then how do we measure it? The mind, for one, tries to fill all silence with the sounds that might next break it. Missed call from assistant principal. Office manager finds me. He's okay. They're at the park talking. This day will end with exhaustion, promises to speak tomorrow, sounds. Breaths, air, air, I'm still lucky enough to share here with her, with him. You are listening to a presentation from the Pima County Public Library Nuestras Raices stage from the 2017 Tucson Festival of Books entitled Sonoran Strange and Poetics de Esta Tierra with Logan Phillips. Thank you. All right, fast forward to Garden Club and I'm gonna end it out with a poem by somebody else. Same kid, different day. So Dominic, where do you think your anger comes from? Lately I've been asking myself that same question. My mom's a hothead, my dad's a hothead, my uncle's a hothead, I guess I just learned from them. Also they weren't really around so I basically raised myself and when you're raising yourself you don't really have ideas to teach yourself the good stuff, right? My grandma was the peacemaker and now she's gone, he says. Time passes. We are pulling out dandelions by the roots. We are making room for California poppies, desert bluebells, and desert marigold. We are giving them space. 
We are giving them light. We are giving them agua. Labor with plants has a way of letting the mind and the soul wander across memory and dream, dancing with connections, tissue, elements. Time passes. We're pulling weeds. It's 2.30 after school. I begin to speak. I say, I don't know. Occurs to me that life is like pulling weeds. We can't decide that one day we just want a field full of poppies and then snap our fingers and make it happen, right? But if every day we are careful to pull the dandelions with the passing of time, things will change. And eventually we'll have more flowers than we could have ever expected. Similarly, we can't snap our fingers and decide one day that we want a life free of anger, right? That would be silly. Can't do that. There's just no way to make it happen instantly. But if every day I'm in intentional with my thoughts and my words, pulling out little problems by the root rather than letting them grow, someday I'll have much more love than anger. One thing I know about anger, Dominic, is that you're right. Anger is generational. Anger leads to more anger, like hate leads to more hate, like money leads to more money, like poverty leads to more poverty. That said, the garden teaches me that marigolds lead to more marigolds, that love always leads to more love. And I don't pull these dandelions because they're bad. I pull them because they are not what I chose, not intentional. I need space for my own ideas to grow. Gardening would be so much work if I understood it as work, but instead I understand even pulling weeds is artistic practice. And of weeds, I never know what conversation will grow. Yeah. Cool. I want to end with a poem by Alexia Vasquez. Alexia Vasquez is uh, an alum of the Tucson Youth Poetry Slam. She is a staff member of Spoken Futures Incorporated, which is the youth art and social justice organization that I have the honor of co-directing with Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, we just put out the fourth book on Spoken Futures Press. It's called Hustling Hermanas. It just came out last Thursday. We had the release at, uh, at La Pelita Cultural Center in Barrio Viejo, which is our space and your space too. Uh, we're super proud of this book. I put tons of work into this book, just like Alexia and Araceli did. Um, I did the design. I helped them edit the poems. Sarah also helped with that. So on this side, it's Alexia's. On this side, it's Araceli's. And in the middle, they meet with a group poem. And I'm really excited about that. And I believe both their stories are incredibly important, incredibly vivid, and deserve to be given all the platforms that they are able. And so I want to end my presentation today with reading one of their poems uh, by Alexia Vasquez. Yeah, this is by Alexia. And Alexia would proudly tell you that she is a dreamer. And she is from Obregón, Sonora. It's called Calloused Hands. My hands may be calloused, pero la piel rota entre mis manos y el mundo gira sobre mis hombros. Los que cargaban a mi pequeñita, shoulders that have pasted smiles on her face and dreams of flying like I once did. I dwell in possibility. Nunca había trabajado tan duro, lifting stones from concrete but broken bones in the dead of night, dawn's first rays, sawaros poke at dry heat del viento del desierto. My hands are still sore from the roots I used to pull in the sur de la frontera where Arizona has left muros, barricades of real life experience. My hands are still sore from the paradise we built for you to own. 
Me duelen las manos por ver nuestras cosechas de cinco platos sobre la tierra en que vivimos, donde nos envolvemos como cobija y nos mantenemos plantados. And what exactly do we look like to you? A ship from 1492 caressing pure land or a mother floating on the water, one hand on a wooden board and an infant in the other? And who are you to judge? We only sought to come here for freedom, but we know oh so little of it. So we learn as we go. We learn from our mistakes like all humans are supposed to. Nadie nos dio un manual escrito, y libertad es como un jarrón, broken to many shards by the apprehensions of every day's ignorance and glued together with, I'm sorry, I pull it out of the ground, lo siento, piece together the broken glass, perdóname, fuse it back to, meant it, to be how it used to be, para otra vez llamarte libertad. Yes, my hands are calloused from work, but your tongue is calloused with hate. You claim you're fixing immigration and border security. You claim you're fixing my calloused hands, fixing what may never have been broken at all. Alexia Vasquez. Cool, so I'm going to go sit over there. Maybe if there's any questions, anything y'all want to know, we could do that. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, there's kind of like, it depends. There's so many different levels I could answer that question on, right? Um, I found, slam po I found poetry slams when I was 18, 19 years old. And a poetry slam is just a competitive open mic uh, judged by the audience. And at that time, um, I discovered the power of poetry to be a tool that I could use to gain self-understanding and through gaining understanding of self, begin to understand um, my community around me and the different forces that were at play. At play. And um, I still believe that poetry is an incredibly powerful tool used for that purpose. And um, I believe that uh, it is important not to look away. And I believe that it's important to know the difference between, uh, a speaker earlier was speaking on, um, might have been right here at this table, was speaking on the difference between um, hearing and listening. But I believe there's also a difference between talking and speaking. And so um, I work on, and I fail, but I work on, um, talking less and speaking more. And I think that, that this is part of that, I would hope. Oh, do I outline? No, usually the outlines are like the first drafts of the poem, right? So I have lots of poems that are like uh, skeletons, right? Or just trying to jot down basic ideas. Like Sonoran Strange, the entire book. This all started as one poem. So it started as a four-page poem. Um, but then it kept, every time I would edit it, it would just get longer and it would get longer, and it would get longer and get longer, and then it split, I had to split it into seven poems. And then inside the poems, these characters kept popping up, like the indigenous insurgents, or like Lupe, who you know, lives in Tucson. And, um, and then I realized that no one was going to know what I was talking about whatsoever, these characters, right? Because I knew who they were and nobody else did. And so then the characters gained their own poems and their own voices, and it just kind of metastasized out into the book. Um, so it wasn't really a linear thing. It was kind of like... A, spirals and circles. I'm always just trying to ask the poem, like, what does this poem want to be? What does this poem want to do? I don't believe there's a good thing. I don't believe there's such thing as a good poem or a bad poem, or I'm not trying to be the arbiter of quality in my own work. I'm trying to make sure that each line does the work that the poem needs, that what the poem demands of it, and that um, the poem is as much itself as it could possibly be, I guess is kind of my guiding principles. And a lot of that comes from a professor I had at NAU, uh, where I studied, named Jim Zimmerman. 
who's no longer with us, but was a real force in uh, poetry, in Arizona poetry in particular. What made me get into farming? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I've always loved messing with water. I don't know if it's just desert kid problems or what, but like I remember getting in, in trouble all the time when my dad would come out of the house and find me with the hose, and like I will have eroded like a huge section of his yard. Like, look, Dad, no arroyo, and he's like, Wah! right. Um, so I've always been interested in that in water and um, like doing little like diversions and creeks and stuff as a kid. And I would kind of lose myself in that, and. Um, I think, you know, kind of coming into mid-age and having so many radical life changes all at once, I was really needing to lose myself in something. And um, especially after putting out the book and being an artist is, and being a poet, to be a poet is to be an artist and to be an artist is an entrepreneur, right? And so that's like hustling hermanas, right? You got to hustle. And so I have to talk about myself a lot and I have to like write emails about how cool I am, right? And I have to write like do these EPKs and all this different kind of promo stuff. And I get so sick of myself and so sick of having to like play that role that like I just want to go get my hands really dirty, right? And like sweat and like pass out, take a siesta. The end, right? So that's what I've been doing instead of writing. Cool. Anything else? We good? Bueno, quiero decirles muchas gracias por la asistencia, por resistir el calor y estar aquí con nosotros. Um, again, mad love always to the Nuestras Raices team for making this possible. No one has been out here longer than them. I see you, pal, being like, I'm not that important. I'm like, yeah, pal, you're important. Your work matters. Give it up for the P Pima County Public Library, y'all. Where would we be without them? We'll have to leave it there. You've been listening to part two of a presentation by Logan Phillips from the Pima County Public Library Nuestras Raices stage from the 2017 Tucson Festival of Books entitled Sonoran Strange and Poetics de Esta Tierra. Logan Phillips is a bilingual poet, performer, artist, and DJ. Thank you for listening to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Shocker. This and all recent episodes of 30 Minutes are available at kxci.org.